Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Nadine Artemis. She is author, aromacologist, hope I did well on that, formulator, founder, and CEO of Living Libations. You can find her at livinglibations.com. Now, Living Libations is a luxury line of organic, wild-crafted, non-GMO, immune-enhancing serums, elixirs, and essential oils for those seeking the purest of the pure botanical products on the planet. Oh my gosh. Like they are some copy for you. Her potent dental serums are used worldwide and provide the purest oral care available. Books uh, that she's written include Renegade Beauty and Holistic Dental Care. She's a frequent commentator on health and beauty for media outlets, and her products have received reviews in the New York Times, Goop, New York Magazine, Vogue, InStyle, The Hollywood Reporter, and many more. She's been described by Alanis Morissette as a true sense visionary. And Aveda founder, Horst Rushabaksha, I totally chopped that up, but you know who it is. Look it up, Google. calls Nadine a pure flower of creativity. So I'm speaking with Nadine Artemis. Uh, Welcome to your first 100K. Go ahead and share something uh, personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Hmm. Well, the first thing that came to mind was uh, there was a few years there where uh, I was doing some very highly paid hula hooping gigs including one for a party with the governor general of Canada. I hula hooped uh, for four hours at a huge art opening (laughs) and yeah, and got some, it was really fun. (laughs) Four hours of hula hooping. That's intense. Oh my gosh. That's a commitment (laughs) right there. Okay. So let's get right into your story because Startup Nation, the reason why I brought Nadine onto the show is I wanted to speak about resilience. And it's a topic that comes up so much. Sometimes it's a spoken topic. Other times it's unspoken, but it's in your story. Uh, Many, many entrepreneurs, um, they work so hard to build their dream, to build that business, to make it happen. And 
the world shows up sometimes with resistance, especially if it's you're pioneering something new, something different, something extraordinary. And there's this resistance that pushes back on you. It's kind of like a test to say, how much do you want this? And resilience is critical to find your way over, under, through those obstacles. And Nadine is, uh, she has gone through some obstacles in her entrepreneurial journey. So we're going to go there. And Nadine, I want you to take us back in time. Um, speak to us about when you first founded this company, when you first started out, uh, and you lost everything overnight. Tell us that story in detail, would you? Yeah. Well, actually, it was kind of mid-game, I would say. So what we built up was already pretty huge. Um, in 2013, just as we were on the verge of, you know, we've been planning for two years to build a new headquarters for ourselves because it was a home business that had grown and we had addition to the house and we were just, you know, knew we had to take it to the next level. So, you know, it took a long time to zone the land, architect, you know, built, we're in the forest too. So it's like putting in little roadways and a, a lot of planning. And we just had a few more months to go through. We had dug ground, we got the permits, and that was all going to start on Monday, August the 4th. But what happened on the night of August the 2nd was that every single, like our whole home and business burned totally to the ground. We had nothing but like the pajamas on our back. And that was really hard. I mean, that was, I mean, there was many, you know, you were speaking about overcoming resistance or obstacles. And for sure, I mean, in any journey, well, any life journey, but for sure, any entrepreneurial journey, you're going to have a few, but that one was really huge. I mean, you're faced with flames that are just so large, you know, your whole, everything's up and you just think, and then when you're just with the, all the ashes the next day, um, you just really, I was like, oh my God, like the, like, is that, 20 years just like where all that work is gone you know like it was just such a feeling of like oh god and where you know where am i gonna find the the juice like the energy to to repeat that but luckily i mean you know you do find out too it's not everything's not even though everything physical was gone we mm -hmm. still had like the love of what we made and every you know beautiful client out there that was just also holding space for please you know make us living libations as fast as you can um it's also mm. when you find out the not so joyful details of your insurance it's <laughs> <Just> like <laughs> that's yes. when you really find out the strength of or not strength of your policies mm. um, but it was a real feeling of like oh like oh my god do i have to roll up my sleeves like that much again you know yeah, and for where is sure. it going to come from as I'm processing, like, you know, the grief of the kind of, you know, our nest and, and my mother had had died about six months prior and all of her heirlooms had arrived like the month before. No way. So we, yeah. And they were real like treasures, you know, from the 1800s or my great grandfather was Wait, an artist. They didn't, they weren't part of the fire, were they? Oh, yeah. It was. Oh, fire. no. Yeah, all of it. All of it. He was an artist in the 1800s and he would go on archaeological digs. Um, with like Howard Carter and he was the illustrator. So we had like a, these Egyptian paintings from Egypt. And I mean, just so many treasures and my grandmother was a painter, but besides all that, like just all of our stock, you know, which was just really millions at that point and like rare and precious, not just things that you can replace, but yeah. we, you know, we work with raw materials 
And June is a huge buying month of some of the most rare oils like uh, Immortel, Rose Auto, Neroli. They all come up then. And of course, you really got to buy for the whole year because they mm. sell out. So just like liters of, you know, things that were like $20,000 a liter, just like up, gone. Into wow. The Startup Nation, I want to turn to you for a second and just kind of whisper in your ear right now, because I think what uh, Nadine is saying right now, you can relate to. And maybe you can relate to the millions of dollars in stocks burnt uh, to, you know, just incinerated, or maybe you can't relate to the the family heirlooms going up in flames or your, your you know, your business being burned to the ground. But maybe there's something you've been working on so long and all of a sudden it just comes to a stop or maybe there's even a relationship in your life, right? That you invested so much in. We all have those. And then all of a sudden it seems like it's burnt to the ground and it's lost and it's gone forever and it's unredeemable. Um, Maybe you're in that position right now where you feel you put everything in and it's like you have to start over. Where do you get the juice, as Nadine says? Where do you get that juice to, to get back up from the ashes? You dig in through the ashes and you're like, there's nothing left here. What do I build with? What do I rebuild my life with? Nadine, take us into that story of rebuilding. And, and Startup Nation, I want you to take notes and, and find those little secrets and those little wisdom nuggets in Nadine's story and incorporate it into yours. See what you can gather here. Nadine, how did you rebuild? Well, the first thing was really, you know, going into your into my mind and finding, you know, the better feeling thought sort of each step along the way. Um, personally, I do, I do find a positive mindset is definitely something that I like. I definitely find it helps. And um, you really, you know, you lose the roof over your head, but you must find the faith that there is like the sky is the roof over your head. Like just, even though it's like kind of an untrusting life moment, uh, you have to get past that fast, turn it around and then just accept that it's somehow the path of least resistance. Somehow this is the best thing that's ever happened to us. And you just play that game till you know and then you find the evidence around you and it makes it starts making it feel real um you know whether it's just like well we're alive my you know the, my little family of three and you just start there if that's what's making you feel good you know so that sort of first tending to the mind and lining up um because then when you can line up your mind and your actions that's a lot of the work already done then what was also great is our team, while they were devastated, they weren't, you know, personally living through the loss. And so they were so keen and ready and able and let's go. And um, the community around us. So, you know, we had, I mean, we, we needed shoe donations and stuff in those first few days because we literally had nothing. Um, but then luckily, you know, a friend had a had a building and it had space and like, you know, we could at least then we had space, we had nothing to move into, but then we could at least start uh, build, you know, ordering things. And um, obviously we canceled building the, the new building, but luckily we had all that money we'd been saving for a few years to build it. So we were able to, you know, have the, the flow to get the stock, get the inventory. But again, we have such a complex inventory. We have over 300 raw materials that make up about 200 products. So there's a layer of 
you know, it's a beautiful thing, but when you're re, it's a lot. So anyway, somehow we told all our clients that we would be aiming to ship September 2nd, one month later. And um, so that was like a normal, we had like a normal business month. People just continued to order, which was great. So we just- Why did you, if I could jump in, why did you make such a bold claim? I don't know. We knew we could somehow like with like our team didn't lose a minute of work. Like we just worked right away. And then of course, all these distillers and the people that I work with for our raw materials, I've known them for about 20 years. So they were like doing whatever they could, you know, whether it was like, here's a nice discount here, we're FedExing it. So it was a lot of people pulling together to start our, our beautiful formulating again. And we did do it. We started shipping September the 2nd. We had to ship in weird orders or like, okay, we've made you know these products first, but we still can't find that rare neroli blossom. So we can't make those. And then it was just, you know, and of course our clients were just whatever you need. You know, there was like, no, like, oh, it's two weeks late. It was like, nobody complained. And I feel like just, we all came through it together and now we can laugh, you know, like, mm. and- was yes, that surprising to you when everyone chipped in, when uh, people around you um, let you lean on them, where maybe before they were leaning on you, right? You had the success, you had the millions and all that. And now you literally didn't have shoes on your feet and, and needed a donation of shoes to yeah to restart. What was that like for you from a humility place? For sure, from a humility place, I was fine. Um, but from a leadership place, like I've, I generally feel like I've been in, like I'm was always magnetized towards leadership roles. And I feel like there's a lot of entrepreneurship that is kind of leadership qualities. Mm. So I am, you know, I think, and then one of the things you do as an entrepreneur is you're always learning delegation. It's like kind of fresh every day, something you thought you hold on to, but you can like, oh, so it was a real time of like a whole lot of my work had to be further delegated for real to just allow people to help. So that was really good. And then, yeah, it was just, it was really neat to, yeah, to kind of like, as the leadership, just kind of, I had to like, kind of have an armchair approach. Like I couldn't just be the leader all the time. People had to kind of, you know, really, and they were all just showing up with their own leadership and and everything. So it was a really great moment of, of the team building and expanding their strength as well. And it was good for me to know, because I think as the leader, as an entrepreneur, it's, it's, you have a lot of solopreneur moments. (laughs) I think a lot of us do. And there's just like a lot of, I'll do this myself. Yes. And so, you know, it was one of those moments too, where I got to just see that I don't, you know, I don't, I can let go of that mindset too. That's such a big mindset. Uh, and it's very prevalent in a lot of type A individuals that tend to be business owners. Um, I like to call it affectionately, uh, your little control freak. <laughs> and I believe we all have one and it gets in the way in business. Uh, sometimes it really assists us, but sometimes it gets in the way. It definitely gets in the way when we bring it home into our personal relationships. <laughs> but going there for a second, like, how did you let go of your little control freak um, when all these other individuals are trying to step into their own leadership? You couldn't have agreed with all of their decisions. <laughs> not, it's not even possible. So, 
how did you do that? How did you let certain decisions you disagreed with go through and you just trust the process? Yeah, that's a good point. Cause definitely that soul, uh, I can do it myself thing can get you so far for sure. And you can feel like it, it, but definitely you need to change gears because obviously it's not going to keep you going or you, or you, you can try, but you'll get burnt out or exhausted or whatever. For sure. And yes, you got to bring the people in at some point and then build a whole new way of operating. And um, it's interesting. I feel like that part's kind of like parenting too. I don't, there's, you know, you gotta be grounded in your intuition. Um, and then you gotta feel it out. You often get the reward of, oh my God, they're doing this better than I ever could. And that's when you know it's really well. And if it isn't kind of getting more improved from you doing it, then, you know, maybe you just gotta feel out where to shift it and how to keep moving along, you know? Okay. Yeah. No, that's helpful. That's helpful. Thank <laughs> you. Cause I know we wrestle with that, right? We all oh, wrestle sure. with that. Yeah. All right. So you, you lost it all. Then your team pulled together, your community pulled together. They're throwing donations at you. They're <laughs> stepping into leadership. Uh, your vendors are cutting you breaks. Like it, this is really just like a, a massive family. Uh, you know, it, it really feels like, and then you didn't just rebuild your, your headquarters, but your new headquarters is one of the most energy efficient buildings in North America. Yeah. Um, why did you go so big? <laughs> why didn't you just go like, well, we got We got the roof back on. We're good. Let's, let's produce, produce, produce. Why did you, uh, why'd you put all that energy and emphasis into um, making your headquarters uh, such an amazing or extra, extraordinary workplace? Yes. Well, I know we would have done something, you know, very eco oriented because our whole business is about sustainability. But with the opportunity of the fire, we also realized, hey, that spot where we were going to build actually isn't the best spot, even though we've mm. invested a lot into that. Uh, we have 200 acres and the, the spot before the fire was this one area and there's a road, you know, it's kind of dirt. I won't get too into the details, but anyway, it just wasn't the right spot because a lot of reasons. So then we found like off the main road and if we bought this one acre, we could get into a new area of our land and then it would be off a more main road. And like, so it just like the whole thing had changed. Mm -hmm. And then we realized too, that that original building, which would have been about 8,000 square feet, wouldn't have been big enough. So I was also like, if I can already see that we would have outgrown that, I really need to think way into the future so that we're doing this building and we're not redoing it in five years. So that's what I really was just stretching my imagination, stretching what we needed. And I'm very glad I did that because then what we were left with, then we, so we grew to a 22,000 square foot building and it's so beautifully engineered and architect. It's just such a beautiful place to work at. Any visitor we have is like, I want to come and work here. <laughs> you know, Listen, I want to come and work there because I'm re <laughs> like, like what you did there as far as a workplace, it sounds very Google-esque. Um, like yeah, on a micro level, on a micro yeah. level, yeah. right? You got, yeah. you got 20,000, 22,000 square feet. Um, you got this rocking company culture. Uh, you have an organic cafe. Uh, your headquarters is in the middle of a forest. It's very fair, fairy tale esque. Yes. Uh, you have a sun deck. You got a yoga deck. I mean, why so much emphasis on the employees? Why so much emphasis on the workplace? That's a great question. Well, you know, as an entrepreneur, I've never, I never want to be an employee, and I have been. You know, I've had moments in my teens and stuff. So I don't, 
I want, I don't want to be an employee. So having employees, I feel is like a little bit of a miracle because I'm like, wow, all these people want to work here. And that's what we really started seeing, you know, even around the years before the fire, when we were growing more and bringing more people in, it was like, Ron, my, my partner and I were just like, oh my God, people like working for us. And it's a small town. And I kind of think, a few of these people would really probably work here till they're ready to retire. So how can we make it a better experience for them? And how can we honor that they're that we're going to have this exchange and with many people for many decades? So how can we really bring this into right relationship? And how can we bring, you know, the employee employer relationship into like 2020 and make it a win win for everybody? Mm. Listen, I think I think you're asking different questions, um, and because of it, you're getting better answers, right? Because your questions are are very future focused, like like even your the building itself. You're planning like you plan the building according to your big dream for the future, and then kind of reverse engineered it back. Yes. It sounds like right, yeah. and that's how cool is that? Yet so many of us are so scared to do that because what if it doesn't happen? Right. How did you get past that fear? I think knowing that there's hope is amazing, but you want to also know where you're feeling hope and where you're feeling sort of the faith of that situation. So hope is great. We look forward. It, it, it can rise us out of something, but faith acts like it already knows. And so when you're a visionary, you go into that vision and you do reverse engineer it into present time. Startup Nation, faith acts as if it already knows. Are you lacking faith right now? That's what's missing. It could be that simple mind shift. And I believe Nadine's right. You got to get your mind aligned with your actions. You really do. You got to get in that positive mind space. And, and mainly because I think it makes everything easier. <laughs> tell us more about that. Well, I do. You know, easy is good. <laughs> I think we often with resistance, we create resistance and we can create struggle. Um, but I'm always looking for like, you know, if I do more of the work in my brain, if I line up, you know, even with formulating, I'm formulating like 99% in my brain before I'm getting to the table. And I feel like we can do that so much with, with the business. And I do feel like being an entrepreneur, leading a business, you really want to, I mean, I think you want to be in touch with, you know, what are your actions and thoughts and, you know, just that continual, it's a lifelong journey of, of just wanting them to all line up. Mm. So good. Nadine, I want to go back right before we wrap up here. Um, and I want to ask you because my listener, they've been patiently waiting. <laughs> they got their pen and paper out. They're about to write down your top three tips and strategies that you use to get over the 100 K mark because that's where they're at. What can they do this week specifically, intentionally? Simple actions, three simple actions or steps. They're simple. Maybe they're big. They're scary. They're bold. What are they? What can they do? What has worked for you? What do you want to say to them? Get clear on the vision. So it's not, I'm not saying like the whole vision of your business, but like I'll know I'm at the 100K. I mean, obviously you'll know from your bank account, but I'll know it because I'm going to feel X, Y, and Z. You, what are your other markers besides your bank account? So go into the feeling of that, like it's already happened. And then you're already there because it's like, oh, that and that happened. I'm feeling that. So 
that's kind of like that difference between hope and faith as well. You can also apply that there. Are you hoping you're going to get to the 100K? Are you seeing the vision, reverse engineering, and having faith in that? So when you can map that out and know it, you're also going to see like, maybe you can then take stock of like, oh, is there a doubt here? Because whatever, whenever you're having split energy of like, well, I'd like to get to 100K, but like the economy right now, like, okay, so you've just doubted that you need to see where you're having those thoughts in like the river of your thinking all day. Is that, are those gremlin thoughts coming up? Because that will inhibit that. So that's like, reverse engineering and seeing the vision and i'd say like two step two is like the faith hope thing are you doubting so really seeing your thoughts and then the third step would just i think like taking stock on a physical level like literally do you need to take stock of your marketing your um, inventory you know if i clear this out is that just going to free up that energy do we need to like not do this but you know what i mean just kind of really take stock and maybe there's an area that needs to be cleaned up you know, and I find like, just if you don't know totally what to do, just clean an area, take a cupboard, open it up, clean or clean out your inbox and just progress through that as the universe is uh, taking care of that vision you were thinking in step one. <laughs> but sometimes Nadine, it's scary to go into that dark place and clean it out because we don't know what's living in there or There's what's going to come gold out in there. Always. There's Even always when gold. we went through our ashes. We yeah. found things that were like so special. We even found a card. It would all burnt all around, you know, those like angel decks and stuff. Mm -hmm. And it just said, you are safe. No. Yes. I will send you a picture. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think we may even title this show, Finding Gold in the Ashes of Your Life. There you go. <laughs> Listen, Really good, really good. I, I love the energy and the feel of this conversation right now. And Startup Nation, I know you got one, two, maybe three golden nuggets out of the ashes uh, in your own ashes actually right now. And, and maybe it's just, if nothing more, you got a renewed sense of hope uh, for your future, for what you can do um, and to stop doubting and letting in those creepy doubt gremlins uh, as Nadine says, into your thought process throughout the day. Um, but just regroup and go back to what's that vision? What, what am I going for here? Um, and really just feel those good feelings. Um, and then have faith that it's, it's already happened. It's already happened. This is such a, like a mysterious thing. Um, you know, it's biblical. I, I, I mean, right. It's like belief in things unseen. That's what the definition of faith is. So you have to believe in that thing that's unseen because it hasn't been created in the world yet. You're creating it, Startup Nation. You have a dream. You have an idea. You have a goal. You're going to create it. It's not there yet, but you have to see it. And when you see it, you've got to protect that, that, that sight, that view, right? And any creepy gremlin, negative people, negative self-talk, box them out and just stay true to that until you realize it. So Nadine, you do a better, a much better job of, of speaking to this than, than I am right now, but thank you for um, just sharing with us on that. And we're about to go into my favorite part of the show, uh, the hustle round. Um, but before we do, I'd like to turn to uh, Startup Nation one last time before we complete this show and say to you, listen, are there ashes in your relationships right now? You know, I mentioned that earlier. Has one of your relationships, does it feel like it burnt down? 
Maybe it's a family relationship. Maybe it's your mom, your dad, his siblings, a spouse. Maybe it's your kids. Maybe you've been chasing the gold, um, you know, in the business world and you haven't been home and present. And now you got bitter teenage kids that want nothing to do with you. Listen, that's more common than you think. It really is. I get to coach a lot of people on this. They come to me with that. They're like, I'm like, what do you want? They're like, I want, I want my relationship with my daughter back. That's it. Like I have all the money. I want that. Otherwise, what the heck? I'm going to die with regret. We get you that. So if, if you're interested in family relationship coaching, and I know that's unique and different, but it's what we all need, darn it. Because it's the one thing where we're going to die on our deathbed is thinking about all the relationships and how we should have, could have, but didn't. So if you want to clean up those areas of your life and then attract more money because you feel whole and complete because you're loved and, and they're loved, it's awesome. Uh, go to josephwarren.net, schedule a free warm-up call with me. I'm going to give you one coaching session for free. Uh, you get to sample it. See if you like it. If you like it, you can buy it. Pretty simple, josephwarren.net. All right, so Nadine, welcome to the Hustle Round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it, just for fun. Are you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. What's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur? The freedom. The freedom. What's your least favorite thing? There's a lot of responsibility, but I can't say it's not, I accept it though. (laughs) It's a lot though, yeah. It is. It is. I definitely get that. What are you most afraid of? I try not to be afraid. I don't know. I just keep taking each moment as it comes. I don't know if I should let you off the hook. On that I know. One. I mean, I could say death <laughs> and stuff, but I feel like I got to deal with the specific death when it comes or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. In this moment, yeah. I'm okay. <laughs> In this moment, I'm okay. Start nation. You see what she just did there? Like she didn't even allow one stinking gremlin in. Well, you know, my um, my yoga teacher that did give me the name Princess of Fearlessness. <laughs> that's helps. that's not a bad name. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right, so listen, be human with us. Yes. We're, we're we're human. We all struggle with something at any given moment of our life, whether it's uh, personally or professionally. What are you struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Um, Well, I think like all of us, we're just a little bit concerned about the pandemic right now, Um, which I really just think more though, it's just about, you know, leading the team through this with as, you know, little sort of mental health issues. Like, I just hope we can just keep helping each other as a community to ride through this because we all need our little communities around us to get through this time. I agree. No one should be doing this alone, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's get lighter. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? Oh my gosh, what did I do? Uh, I was through a lot of stuff by then. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should rephrase it. Your teens. (laughs) I definitely had a lot of fun um, being very social and partying. (laughs) Got it. Uh, What secret fear do you have about people? Uh, Projections. Tell me more. Well, I just feel like a humanity, if we could just get our un, unfounded projections towards people sort of a little more in check, I think we'd all be a lot healthier. Mm. You know, when people just project something onto you and it's just really not coming from anywhere. Yeah. Almost like false accusations. Yeah. 
Yeah, or like, you know, like we think of celebrity culture and we just put so much onto people. That's just like, Pretend, and they're just yeah. human and broken like yeah. the rest of us, right? Like all of it, yeah. It's like, so, well, if you're the president of the United States, you should be perfect. Like, really? Because I'm still human. Got it. Okay. Uh, what do you wish you had learned sooner in business? I think the thing where it's you take your passion and then you it becomes your business and just knowing you're going to go through a period where that passion is going to get spreadsheeted, taxed, insuranced, lawyered, and you have to get through that. <laughs> That's such a cool way to put it. And it's so true. So uh, true. What is a new habit you want to create for yourself? Just knowing I can take some time in the day to like go for a walk, have that like, oh, I can take care of myself right now. You know, I can put that down and focus. Yeah, like yeah. take a walk in the forest, girl. Yeah. You live in a fantasy forest. Jeez. Uh, what's a bad habit you want to break? Uh, see, I don't think that way. I don't think of, I don't have foods that I don't want to be eating or anything. So if it's a bad habit, it just wouldn't be in my life. So I would have already broken it. Well, excuse me. <laughs> Got it. No, I'm, just trying, I'm just saying, because I, I don't, if there's something I want to change, I better change it because I don't want to live in the split energy of duking it out in my brain every day. Right? I hear that. But are you that disciplined? I don't think I, it takes discipline at all. What does it, it take? It just takes like feeling the truth of it, knowing you're going to feel better, like with that decision. And then you're there and you're in the new of it. I kind of get that. It's like asking the question. I put it this way. Is it working? Is it not yeah. working? Yeah. It's not working. Okay. Yeah. What do you want to do about it? Well, I yeah. want to change it. Okay. Yeah. What new possibility do you want to create? Yeah. Oh, I can. Uh, well, I think I want to do this. Okay. And right yeah. there, the transformation just happened. Yeah. Because I really don't have discipline. I have That's to so interesting. be so inspired. I have to have the inspiration or it's not happening. Have you ever done the four tendencies? No. It's this fun little online thing. There's mm -hmm. four tendencies. I have the rebel in me. I take, I don't take inner direction or outer direction, right? So we can't, we can't achieve through discipline. Mm. Wow. That just opened up something for me. I, I definitely can control things in my life through discipline, but control is actually very problematic. It is. And it's exhausting. It is exhausting. <laughs> I feel so exhausted. Okay. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Gregarious, hmm. positive thinking, um, and happy. Yeah, I got that. Pick three words to describe who you were before or your first year in, the, in your business. Um, well, maybe a little intense or worried and fun. Oh, it was still fun. <laughs> there you go. Cool. And last question. Nadine, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and your friends your coworkers, your employees in the eye and give them only one piece of advice about everything. What would you say to them? Lean into the love. Lean into the love. Sounds like a country song. It does. <laughs> <laughs> Lean into the love. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first $100,000 this year? You can totally do it. Do the reverse engineering. Feel the 100,000. Feel it first. Feel everything first. 
and feelings are really thoughts and feelings combined and a thought is really a feeling combined. So just get that feeling of your first 100,000. Sweet. And maybe it's more than just a pile of cash sitting on your bed, Startup Nation. Maybe it's the feeling of what you're going to do with that, who you're going to help with that, how you're going to you know, impact your family with that money. But get the feeling, Nadine says. Okay, Nadine, um, Startup Nation wants to get in touch with you. How do they do so? What do you got for them? Where did they go? Uh, we're at livinglibations.com. And that's our whole world of creations. My books are there and anywhere books are sold and Instagram and all the other, you know, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we're all there. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> all right. Startup Nation. We'll put the links in the show notes. As always, um, you could go to 100k.com uh, to get that and uh, make sure you're subscribed to the show. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, all the major platforms. If you haven't subscribed, subscribe. Why? Because every Friday, you're going to get new inspiration and a new sense of hope through what you're going through in your own life. I mean, look at amazing entrepreneurs like Nadine. She's coming in with all her aroma stuff and making you just feel good and hitting all your senses. This is good stuff. All right, Nadine, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Startup Nation, you cannot show up authentically in your business without building faith in your business. If you want to have that conversation on the faith side of things, go check out my other podcast called Broken Catholic. On that show, I interview all different guests about why the world isn't working right now. Plus, I tackle unspeakable topics that you may secretly struggle with, but won't admit. We got to get your faith right to get your business right. Go to BrokenCatholic.com. I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. So stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day, and I'll see you right back here next week.